Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. did a bunch of stuff happen between yesterday, last time we talked, and this morning. Just 24 hours. How much happened between then and now? Holy crap. Coaching search season. I mean, if we didn't think that it was hot already considering the number of jobs and and what the jobs were, not just the number, but what they were, now it's just, it's 10 times more interesting. And, and here we are on Monday, the Monday after the season has ended. I know we have conference championship games and stuff coming up this weekend, but largely this is the week that everything starts happening. And it got off to a bang yesterday. I mean, almost right after we uh, we got done here, you had the formal announcement that Napier was going to Florida. Not really surprising to anybody. Good for him. Uh, he took a calculated risk to turn down a handful of better jobs uh, over the course of the last couple of years, including one here, right here in this state, and uh, got a pretty damn good job at Florida. So so kudos to Billy Napier. Scott Strickland made a good hire there. Uh, it, it's it's risky, but I think he'll end up working out there. I think he's a really good coach, and, and that's a good spot for him and a good hire for Florida. That, that's something. It's noteworthy. It's, it's news. Florida, a major job, hired their coach. But then Lincoln Riley, one day after he just wagged his finger, I will not be the next coach at LSU, he told the truth. They were asking the wrong questions. He bolts for USC. He's taking, and by the way, all these people that are like, wow, he's taking all of his staff with him. Well, of course he is. Do you think the new coach was going to retain all of Lincoln's staff? I mean, anyway. He bolts for USC, showing, in my opinion, that he is afraid of the SEC. So we've got a lot to talk about this morning. LSU was uh, taken aback by that, apparently. I uh, read Ross Dellinger yesterday and this morning, by the way. Ross wrote about uh, the blind siding, if you will, uh, of LSU. People down there did not expect it to go down like this, and then now... Where do they turn next? So we'll talk about Lincoln Riley, LSU, and uh, Lane Kiffin, because we have to. During coaching search season, you have to talk about Lane Kiffin. Uh, Had some fun yesterday on Twitter. He had some fun. That guy knows how to use that website. He really does. And the thing is, it's so minimal. It's nothing, and yet he stirs everybody up. So a lot to talk about this morning. Glad to see you guys. My name is Michael Borky. Just as a reminder, if you're watching on Twitter, uh, you cannot comment. So if you want to be like Zach, if you want to be like Chris here, you got to do it over on Facebook or YouTube. Find me on YouTube, Michael Borky. Right there on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Click the notification bell as well so you don't miss when I whenever I go live. I haven't done any uh, organic uploads like without being live, but when that happens, you will know 
when those get uh, uploaded as well. That may or may not be something I do in the future. I haven't decided yet. It's just more work to my already really busy schedule, so we'll see. But anyway, subscribe to the YouTube channel there, and uh, wherever you get your podcast as well, uh, my name or Mike in the morning should turn up results there. If you miss one of these, it does get uploaded to a podcast feed every day as well. So here we go. Zach gets us started this morning. And forgive me, guys, I'm still not not feeling it. Uh, he says, I have no love for Michigan, but watching them basically throw a block party on the field with the players after the game ended was amazing. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, uh, th- what an incredible scene. Uh, that's why we should normalize field storming, by the way. The SEC's rules and fines and all that preventing field storming, it sucks. It really sucks. Now, you can do it in ways where it's safe. I've talked about this before when, when people were talking about should state storm the field after beating Kentucky or not. And I said, yeah, go for it. Why not? Storming the field is fun. You guys should do it. And and people like kind of turn up their nose. Oh, that's stupid. You, we're, we're supposed to be Kentucky. Yes, so what? Clemson, you know, multiple national championship winning Clemson, does it after every single game, every single game, every single game, including when they beat Furman. They let their fans on the field after games. They take pictures with players. Uh, little kids get little footballs and – oh, sorry. I forgot to mute before that. Sorry. That was gross. Um, little kids get to catch touchdown passes on the field and meet their favorite players and players sign autographs. And it's it's like a little field party after wins. It's really cool. Uh, there's a way that you can do that safely without putting the other team in jeopardy and giving them a chance to clear the field. That should be normal in the SEC because that scene in Michigan was incredible, and we need more of that more often. You know how much fun celebrating on a field is after a win? It's the best. They should do it more. That was an incredible scene. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Riley's an honest man, Chris says. He said he was not the next head coach at LSU. Yeah, let's start there. Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley was being asked the wrong questions. He was being asked the wrong questions. They asked him about LSU. He stopped the reporter. Next question. I will not be the next head coach at LSU. And everybody took that as, well, he's staying in Norman. Because the reporting was, what, $12, $13 million for him at LSU? That offer was real, apparently. Blindsided people at LSU that he took it. million. Turn that down. So most people assumed, oh, wow. He turned down the seemingly the best available job in college football for $12-plus a year, which is $2 more than Sean Payton makes at the Saints, by the way. Uh, Turn that down. He's sticking around to Norman. He's staying at Oklahoma. That's what's happening here. Next question. He was firm. You guys saw the video. Next question. I will not be the next head coach at LSU. He was strong and definitive, and he didn't lie. The next morning, I think it was Pete Thamel, somebody had it first, that said USC is targeting Lincoln Riley to be their next head coach. A couple hours later, boom, it's over. He's taking the USC job. Never trust football coaches, ever. They are not loyal to the school. They are not loyal to anybody. They're not loyal to their players. That is 
typical college football coach, what Lincoln Riley did, specifically talking about LSU, making everybody think he was staying just for the next day, him taking off to Southern Cal, and all those recruits, by the way, that were committed to Oklahoma, all of them are going to be flipping to Southern Cal. A lot of them have already decommitted from Oklahoma anyway. Never trust football coaches. They are all full of it. They all lie. All of them. They're liars. Never trust them. Ever. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, they are not loyal to your school. They're loyal to their paycheck, just like all of us. They view these jobs as their job. That's it. There's no loyalty. There's no attachment. Lincoln Riley's a prime example of that. He's been in Oklahoma for how long? He's done a great job there. But yet, the night before he leaves to take the USC job, I will not be the next head coach at LSU. He didn't lie, but he knows what he did. He absolutely knows what he did. It was pretty solid misdirection play. But this right here by Lincoln Riley, by the way, is exactly why I have been so pro-player. This is why I think players, and now they can, transfer uh, one time without penalty. I think this should have always been the case, and this is why. Because coaches can leave. Hell, Oklahoma's got another game yet. It's a bowl game, but still, they've got another game yet. Restricting players from being able to transfer always bothered me because coaches can leave whenever they want. Players are of legal adult voting age. So a coach can, in the middle of the night, just take off for USC, but a player has to sit out a year. Why? And I'm glad that restriction's over, and this is exactly why. This is exactly why I've always been pro-player, because coaches do shady stuff like this, and the players should be allowed to have the same rights as the coaches. They should be able to leave if they want to as well. So anyway, never trust football coaches. Uh, He was just asked the wrong question. The next most interesting thing here with Oklahoma, though, is uh, Bob Stoops is going to serve as the interim. Now, maybe, maybe just maybe, it's uh, just a one-off. Maybe he is just going to help the program and be the interim for the next few weeks until they usher in a new head coach. Maybe that is what's going to happen. I can't help but wonder, though, if, if he's not dipping his toes back in the water and seeing how it feels. I can't help but wonder that. Remember, after he retired, he did coach in the, what was it, the XFL or the Alliance of American Football, whichever, I think it was the XFL that he coached in. Uh, And the league folded because, of course, it did. Spring football is not going to work here in the United States. It it won't. And we got another league coming, and it's not going to work either. I'm going off the rails. I wonder if he's... Testing the water. He's not old. He's a young guy. Young enough. Maybe he misses coaching. Maybe he sees this as an opportunity to figure out, you know, maybe I could keep doing this. That's something that I'm curious about, that I'm interested in, is if Bob Stoops is taking this interim position as a feeler. He's looking at this as a gauge of whether or not he may want to actually come back into coaching because you know Oklahoma will rehire him in a heartbeat. If he says, hey, guys, I want this job, their answer will be yes. Absolutely, they will hire him in a heartbeat. I can't help but wonder if this is Bob Stoops 
you know, feeling it out, seeing if this is what he wants. It's very interesting bringing in an outside guy, outside guy. I mean, it's Bob Stoops in Oklahoma. He'll never be an outsider there, but still bringing in an outside guy to serve as an interim for a bowl game, which should be a very good bowl game for Oklahoma. Um, what happens there? That's interesting. That is really interesting. Uh, also, the quarterback situation. Does Caleb Williams follow Lincoln to Southern Cal? Spencer Rattler apparently is going to go back home to Arizona, play for Arizona State. Uh, but well, what does Caleb Williams do? Does he stay and, and see who they hire? Interesting job opening there. Very interesting. Uh, I made the joke yesterday on Twitter about what happens to the city of Knoxville if Josh Heupel takes the Oklahoma job. Could you imagine? I I don't know if that's the route they're going to go. I'm still, and I have no reason to think this other than I'm just trying to put one and two together and those pieces may not fit. But for some reason, I think Bob Stoops is going to return as the head coach at Oklahoma. That's just what I think. I mean, why else would you do this? Why else would you coach a team for four weeks just to leave again? Hey, guys, I'm your new coach. See ya. I I don't know. It just doesn't, that doesn't feel right to me. I could be way off, but um, if Josh Heupel, who, remember, played at Oklahoma, if he left Tennessee for Oklahoma, what the city of Knoxville would do if, for the second time, they had a coach leave after one year? Could you imagine what that town would be like if Josh Heupel left for Oklahoma. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know where they're going to go, honestly. I have no idea who they will pursue after this. I really don't. Um, Oklahoma becomes a very interesting job once the move to the SEC comes because I, like a lot of other people, think that Oklahoma becomes a worse job no, not a worse job. Let me let me rephrase that. A more difficult job once the transition to the SEC comes. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to hold up as well as as some people do once they join the league. It's not a very talent rich state. You've really got to get players from California and other. You got to go down in Texas and get players and stuff like that. It's still a very good job. I think they'll be able to win. You know, for the most part. But I do think that the Oklahoma job is on a similar tier to that of, you know, you can throw Florida in there, but even a place like Ole Miss in Mississippi State, I think they're on that tier. I think they're on the Arkansas tier. I don't think they're on the Alabama LSU tier. I think they're a step below, mostly because of where they have to get players from. Uh, They can't. Load up on Louisiana kids like LSU can. They can't load up on Georgia kids the way Georgia can. I think they're a tier below that, and that'll get realized once they join the SEC, for whatever that's worth. So I haven't seen much of a candidate list out of Oklahoma. I still think that that Bob Stoops might be auditioning. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like it to me. It also feels like Lincoln Riley is scared of the SEC, by the way. Excuse me. It feels like he's scared of the SEC. Because turning down the offer, it's twofold, right? It's turning down the offer from LSU and also bolting Oklahoma for USC. He's scared of the SEC. There was some reporting yesterday that uh, 
Lincoln Riley didn't like that Oklahoma was moving to the SEC and that he wanted out because of that. I don't know how real that reporting actually is, but Occam's razor tells you that he didn't want to coach in the SEC, right? Because to me, LSU is an objectively better job than that of USC. But he had to, I mean, he bolted. He got the hell out. He's scared of the SEC. And again, you guys have heard me talk about this before, and it bears repeating. The line that it's easier to win at Southern Cal than it is at, say, LSU or in the SEC is bogus. It is bogus. Because if that is the case, if the path to a championship is easier at Southern Cal than it is LSU, why has LSU been to three national championships since Southern Cal last went to one all the way back in 2004? If it's so much easier, why does USC not do it? And why has LSU done it three times since L- than, since USC last went? Why is that the case? When people in my business throw lines like that out there, it, you see it so often. People in my business will just say things like that without any factual backing whatsoever. They just say stuff. They repeat these, what, what is it, platitudes? Uh, these narratives, they just repeat it. They just say it. Oh, it's easier to win at Southern Cal. It's a smart move for Lincoln Riley. It's easier to win out there. If that's the case, why don't they? Oh, well, they haven't hired good coaches. What the hell is Ed Orgeron? What is Ed Orgeron? Ed Orgeron was a bad hire at LSU. He was a bad hire. And they fired him because he wasn't coaching well, and he still won a national championship there. Les Miles was a bad hire. You get him out of LSU and look at what he was. He was so bad. He could not be in the same room with women. He was that. He was, he's a bad person, not a great coach. My gosh, how many games did, did Les Miles coach himself out of? There's one in particular that you Ole Miss fans listening or watching remember was back in 2009. It was 08 or 09. I can't remember the year. I wasn't out here yet, where they lost the game because of bad clock management. How often did that happen? How often did LSU underachieve specifically because of coaching, and yet he went to two national championships and won one? Why is that happening at LSU when it's not happening at USC? This narrative, this idea that it's so much easier to get to championships at USC is not rooted in any sort of factual backing. It's not rooted in reality, but people in my business just repeat it over and over and over again. We just say it. We just say it. Oh yeah, it's easier to win in the Pac-12. Then why does nobody in the Pac-12 win? The Pac-12 in the playoff era has made one playoff and it was the first year back in 2014 and they lost. Why don't they make, if it's so much easier, why don't they make the playoff? If it's so easy in the ACC, because you only have Clemson to get by, why does nobody besides Florida State one time make the playoff? Why is it only Clemson? If it's so much more difficult to win in the SEC, why does the SEC have more national champions than any other conference? Why have they made the playoff with more teams than any other conference? Why have they made more access bowls than any other conference? If it's so much more difficult to win in the SEC, why do they do it more? Why do more teams from the SEC win more than any other conference? Maybe that's a BS narrative. 
that the best way to win is to get the best players. And the best players play in the SEC. The best players play at LSU. Maybe that's why Ed Orgeron won a national championship there. Because when you get great players, you can win championships despite your shortcomings as a coach. Maybe that's the case. But I don't know. I just actually like look at numbers and facts when I create my arguments instead of just repeating stuff that I heard on Big Noon Kickoff. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, that easier to win thing is just a uh, it's a garbage narrative. It is not true. It's not rooted in reality, because if it was easier to win at Miami, they would win more. If it was easier to win at Virginia Tech, they would do it. If it was easier to win at Southern Cal, they would do it. The path to the championships easier at Southern Cal. Then why has LSU been three times since USC last went? It's just garbage, but we repeat it because that's what this business is. It's full of people that are lazy, that say things just to get reaction. Uh, I heard uh, a while ago, I've told you guys this before, from from somebody that, that runs a sports station in the southeast but not in this market, say that their goal every day is to stir shit up and create controversy. That was their stated goal every day. That's what they want from their host is to stir shit up. You want to know what's not going to lead to long-term success for you is that line of thinking. And then you look at their their, their list of title sponsors and you realize that, well, that's not working because nobody wants to attach their name to that kind of garbage. But but what do I know? You know, I, I'm just I'm just a 29-year-old. That, that does radio in Mississippi and I do a live stream that's watched by basically nobody in the morning. What do I know? I'm only a consumer of sports media. Anyway, sorry. Next up for LSU, Skip Holtz, he's free. Yeah, how about who's next for uh, for LSU? If I were Scott Woodward, if I were him, uh, my list right now, I would, I would be actively pursuing Dave Aranda, strongly actively pursuing Dave Aranda. I would make him tell me no a few times before I move to my next candidate. I would also be pursuing Lane Kiffin. I know Ole Miss fans don't like hearing that, but that's who I'd be going after. Ole Miss is 10-2. and They're ranked in the top 10. They're going to an access bowl in year two. I I would try to hire that guy. I would. I saw in Ross Dellinger's uh, story this morning that – LSU administrators uh, have concerns about his off the field or about Lane Kiffin off the field. And that might be why he's not a candidate there. So the same people that employed Ed Orgeron are concerned about Kiffin off the field. Do do these people not know? Uh, Of course they do. They knew they covered it up, but how, Orgeron was off the field before he took the LSU job. They should have because it's out there if you want to read about it. The same people at LSU that knew that Les Miles could not be in the same room as a female because he was that much of a monster and kept him employed are concerned about Kiffin's off the field stuff. What what exactly has he done off the field? What, he's acting like a, a single guy with millions of dollars? Oh my God, how terrible. Unless there's something criminal that I'm not aware of, your last two coaches, a lot sleazier than a single dude acting like a single dude. 
So that that line in that story I thought was bizarre. Oh, they're concerned about off the field. You just employed Ed Orgeron after you employed Les Miles. Again, you knew, you knew that Les Miles could not be in a room by himself with a female because he was that bad, and you kept him employed long after you made that determination. And yet you're con- so anyway. That's that's fine if you're an Ole Miss fan listening. That's that's welcome. That LSU is afraid of his off the field stuff. That's good. Good for you because you're going to get to keep him now if that's the case. But if I were them, that's who I'd be after. It would be my list would be three. It would be Aranda, Stoops, and Kiffin. Mark, not uh, not Bob. Um, Aranda, Stoops, and Kiffin. Although I keep seeing people talk about how Scott Woodward is this magician AD, and oh, he's probably got something going on. Uh, behind the scenes that, that nobody knows, and all of this stuff is smoke screens and all that. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's what's going on here. Truthfully, I don't think that's the case. Because I remember what happened in the baseball search, and yeah, they hired somebody that was not initially on the radar. That does not mean, though, that that was always going to be the choice. That was not always going to be the choice. He went for two different coaches, Kevin O'Sullivan. That was who they wanted, and things happened that made him unhirable. You guys, you guys remember that? Then he went after the former Oregon State coach who kept a registered sex offender on his roster and tried to hide it. He visited LSU. That happened. Okay, those that that was not a smokescreen. That was not him using the media to manipulate and no that that's not what was going on he had two targets that he could not hire for reasons for very specific reasons then he had to go to the Arizona coach didn't want to hire Mike Bianco although Mike Bianco interviewed for that job that was like a favor almost he didn't want to hire him and why would you he can't make it to Omaha you got to do that at LSU. You get lifetime contracts at Ole Miss if you can't make it to Omaha. But it's um, that narrative that, oh, this is all probably just a smokescreen. That's BS. That's not true. Lincoln Riley was a target, had an offer, told them no. None of this was a smokescreen. It's who they wanted. They got told no to. Baseball search, they weren't told no. It was more like you can't hire this person. Maybe he's not this brilliant, you know, puppet master that everybody's making him out to be. That seems more likely. Now, he's got a lot of money and and a really good job open. I think he could hire all three of these guys because there's a lot of money and it's a great job. But let's not pretend that this is a, a puppet master behind the scenes doing all this stuff. It's somebody that went big game hunting and so far has missed his first two shots. Will he land a big one? Yeah, sure. Uh, Absolutely. It's LSU after all. It's a great job. One of the best in America. But I don't know if that narrative holds up. The two searches that I've seen, it wasn't master manipulation. It was... You can't hire that person for reasons, or you got told no. 
And Lincoln Riley told them no. So, but that's who I'd go after. It's it's Aranda, Stoops, and Kiffin. I, I would be after those three guys right now if I were them. Brett says, so Coach O to ULL is the only logical move, right? He's the real raging Cajun. Yeah, imagine having your coach being your mascot. It's got to be a first time having a mascot for a coach. You'd think the AD would have been searching for a replacement coach as soon as Riley said he didn't want Oklahoma to move the, to the SEC. Says Zach. Miles says, when when does Woodward need to start worrying about his job becoming more like Tennessee's 2017 search with every day? He could still get, he could still get his guy. Letting Napier go, so whoever the next head coach at LSU is going to be fairly or not judged alongside Billy Napier at Florida. Because LSU could have had Billy Napier. Obviously, they could have had him, and they didn't think he was flashy enough. He wasn't a big splash hire. So they they let him go to Florida. Whoever the next head coach at LSU is, whether it be Aranda or Stoops or Kiffin or you know somebody that we haven't talked about yet, whoever it may be, will be judged right next to Billy Napier. And, and that will be a judge of Woodward as well. And I can't help but wonder, so it, it certainly feels like that Jimbo and Lincoln Riley have both told them no. It feels like that anyway, right? I wonder if those guys looked at investigations and that came into their decision-making at all. I wonder. I don't think so, but I, I wonder if they saw uh, Title IX stuff and the NCAA hasn't ruled on on you guys yet. and I don't know. And, hell, I mean, Jimbo went 8-4 and four at Texas A&M and they just gave him a 10-year extension. So maybe he just wants to stick around because. But anyway. Anyway, um, Sid just throwing out a compliment. I appreciate that. He said he's one of the best unbiased shows in the Mississippi market. College football junkie for 50 years. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. We can't leave here this morning without talking about Lane Kiffin on Twitter yesterday. So here is a handful of Lane Kiffin's tweets yesterday. We have to talk about this. I mean, he. this is only good. For you Ole Miss fans, if he stays at Ole Miss, because otherwise this trolling is uh, is going to sting a little. But yesterday, he trolled some, so he trolled Mississippi State at first. This uh, this recruiting lounge picture has been going around. This was uh, for the Egg Bowl. Uh, the, in their, quote, recruit lounge, they had these big letters with lights in the middle that said G-T-H-O-M, go to hell Ole Miss. That was in the Mississippi State. Uh, recruit lounge. And first of all, you guys know me by now. If Ole Miss did something like this, I would say the exact same thing. So please don't even bother coming at me with with bias. That's lame. That's lame. And your recruit lounge, you should not have a phrase directed towards anybody else in the SEC in your recruit lounge. It's lame. Having go to hell Ole Miss in your recruiting lounge is lame. Focus on yourselves and the rest of the league. Don't single anyway. You guys know this about me by now. If Ole Miss had go to hell Mississippi State in their recruit lounge, I would say the same thing. It's lame. It's kind of sad. Don't do stuff like that. It looks like little brother stuff. That's just me. You can disagree, but 
That's that's little brother stuff right there. You shouldn't do stuff like that, in my opinion. Focus on the bigger picture, not just Ole Miss. Focus on the bigger picture. Anyway, Lane Kiffin quoted that and said uh, he had the the thinking emoji and added Ole Miss football with a cowbell with a line or a bell with a line through it and said two and zero. Oh, this this is just. Uh, 2-0, can't we all just love thy neighbor? Good luck in your bowl game. You guys played a great game. Much respect. Hashtag Mississippi strong. Love the pirate. Oh, God. So he took a shot while also trying to say, can't we all just love each other? I mean, that's just trolling. That's all that is. That's master trolling. That's what he's doing. Um, he retweeted a couple you know, volleyball things and the egg bowl picture, whatever, in-home visit stuff. By the way, he was recruiting yesterday, as you can see. But here is where it got funny. So it started with this one. With this one right here, where he just tweeted a picture of a Louisiana license plate. (laughs) Uh, Some BMW X5 with a Louisiana plate. I don't know if anybody's actually run the plate yet. don't know whose car that is. But you know how people's brains work. They can't possibly think that he was there doing anything other than interviewing for the LSU job. Hell, on the SEC network, some reporter who I've never heard of said that while he was with his son in Baton Rouge to watch Arch Manning's playoff game, he was also there to interview for the LSU job. That is not how these things work. He would not put on Twitter a license plate from the state of Louisiana if he was interviewing for the job. They do this stuff in relative secrecy. Okay, did anybody know Lincoln Riley interviewed for USC? Nobody knew that. These things happen in secrecy, but this kind of stuff just sets off a powder keg and everybody just goes nuts. Whoa, he's in Louisiana. Is he interviewing for the job? No, he was recruiting, but of course. Oh, man. If he were to interview for the LSU job, I promise you he wouldn't be tweeting about it. This This is just a troll play. That's exactly what this is. This is a troll play. This is what a guy like him does. An ego like his does. He's trolling, and it's hilarious. Well, it's only hilarious for you Ole Miss fans if he stays. Now, if he leaves for LSU, this becomes far less funny, but it's funny as hell either way. So, you know, he retweeted a commitment thing and all that, and then did this. The Superdome. (laughs) It's just a random picture, a really bad one, of the Superdome with LFG. And then he did another one in the state of Texas. I mean, just having a blast yesterday, making people think that he was God knows, doing God knows what. This is the kind of stuff that you just love. And then he tweeted a picture of an airplane, and somebody did reg- or look at that tag, and apparently it's registered to somebody uh, in uh, in Ridgeland. If uh, that was the truth anyway. But yeah, that looks like the uh, the the recruiting jet that they use. And yeah, he had some fun trolling the crap out of some people yesterday. He was recruiting. What a terrible, that sucks. I mean, I know you're getting paid millions of dollars and all that, but could you, the recruiting thing, man. I mean, he was in Florida yesterday morning, was in two different places in Louisiana and Texas all yesterday. It's tough. I don't like traveling that much, but yeah, just trolled the hell out of everybody. (laughs) That Louisiana tweet got people just wondering, thinking that he was interviewing for the LSU job. But no, if he did, if he was, if he has, 
you wouldn't tweet about it. That's not really how that goes. But if I were LSU, I'd target him. And maybe they will now, considering how poorly their search has gone so far. I would target him. I would. And um, if Ross Dellinger's story this morning is is true and they have concerns about his off-the-field stuff, that's laughable. It really is. But good for you Ole Miss fans out there. Good for you. So, anyway, a lot of stuff is still going to happen. I mean, we're, we've got to look at Miami, see if they move on. Uh, I mean, there are still obviously major jobs open. Virginia Tech is still open. Obviously, LSU is still open. Maybe more jobs do come looking at Miami transfer portal stuff's about to happen. Recruiting's about to happen. We're going to get some contract news here in the future. I expect uh, Keith Carter, if he hasn't already to present Lane Kiffin with his extension, I think Mike Leach is going to get a, a, a an extension. At least I don't know about a raise, but uh, it's a little bit easier for John Cohen when his coach is not uh, being pursued like, uh, like Keith Carter's is, but still I expect Leach to get an extension back out to four years and all that. So all that news is coming here very, very soon. And we've got conference championships to talk about. So, so much still coming. And uh, glad that you guys are with me to do it. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to me on on YouTube. And uh, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow, probably with a whole hell of a lot more news, because that's how this season goes, really. Just news on news on news between now and tomorrow. So we'll see you then. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Tomorrow morning. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.